1: Yeah! Alright, so first of all, I don't sound like that, I hope. Hey! Goff's the greatest guy ever. I don't I don't feel like that's the vibe that I'm putting out there with my voice. I don't like Chris doing messy as me.
2: I that actually thought me. when Chris was doing that, I was like, oh, you guys did the promo together. <laughs> I thought that was actually you. And as far as your point from earlier today that people want to see Goff fail, I'm not in that group.
1: Chris is in that group. That You you saw what he just created well, you right don't there. Sell,
2: you don't sell me as somebody that is rooting for Jared Goff on the side. I'm rooting for
1: him because he's not on my team anymore. I, I'm indifferent to him, but I do like seeing how this whole thing has shaken out along the way you know what i kind of put my finger on a little bit too that was so frustrating about him what's that and and you saw it last night on monday night football and you have not seen it from matthew stafford mm-hmm. his body language is so droopy dog it's so oh, I'm it's starting to show it's like dude come on you know you don't hear
2: what do you want to someone? do
1: they were getting a little better you know today wasn't a great day but i can't wait for next Sunday. We've got I don't know who they play. They got the Bears next weekend yeah. and and you know, I am excited to go
2: back. We're getting better. We're By the way, he did say this. Can I read a quote from him? Shoulders rolled we forward. We can pass block with anybody in the league, and I and I think I can throw with anybody in the league. Okay. The second part of that is kind of true. It's all there for us. We
1: just have to it get wrong. it done. It's all there for us. Just handing in and that He's got this weird, droopy, hangdog expression all the time. He can make throws. He made a couple of throws last night that made you, you know, wow. Well, Aaron Rodgers is not a motivational speaker either. No, he's not, but he's so good that it transcends everything. Now, there's, There comes a point where you're so good at something that's like, I, I could, I could, yeah. you know, show up with my hair on fire. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But I'd like to have a little that's got a little, let's go. No, it brings let, a, let, little let, let, let's go do a little confidence, There's a little swag. It's one yep. of the reasons that I've never really warmed up to Lonzo Ball. There's this, there's this slow dude. It's like, I need a little sense of urgency for you. LeBron plays with a sense of urgency. Anthony Davis, when he's the best version of himself, plays with a sense. I, I want somebody to be fired up about this. And and Jared Goff has never struck me as that.
2: Guy. I get it, but I think it comes down to this. Like you just mentioned, if you're balling, it doesn't matter. Yeah, he's not somebody that you consider. Okay, he's balling, so
1: well what's the line from uh bull durham you know if if you win 20 in the show you can grow the fungus back on your shoes and you're colorful until then you're just a slob (laughs) you know you you, gotta you gotta give the performance first we're having the conversation from bunch of funch your most the person you love to hate the Mm -hmm. most your favorite sports villain you had paul pierce i had larry bird let's try one right here let's go to keisha in los angeles keisha you're on with travis and Slee. what's up
3: Hi, guys. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I have a couple, Tom Brady and Tony Saragusa, but especially Tony Saragusa. Why? Because he broke – he's a dirty, fat – he broke my heart (laughs) when my Raiders played Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl, and he did that dirty move against Rich Gannon and brought his entire weight down on Rich Gannon's shoulder. And that was the end of our chances. And that just, like, really broke my heart. And every time I see him, I can't help but to think about that. So I hate his fat guts. (laughs) (laughs) I can't stand him.
1: Keisha, can I ask a favor? Yes. Can you call every day, please? Because that was incredible.
2: Ah, that's (laughs) great. Thank you for calling in. I hate his fat, dirty guts. That's how she started, too. She said he's dirty He's fat, and then she started getting into. Well, they played the Raiders Super Bowl. Rich Gannon kind of started breaking it down from there. But there's that that there's that personal tie. I'm so excited. There's that Trev. There's that personal tie. Just as an example, Uh I was at Charger games, Qualcomm Stadium against Tom Brady in the uh, in the playoffs. Oh, were you really? Oh, it was just. It's the worst for you. The absolute worst. Every time, and by the way, Chargers would have to play in uh, in New England in some mm-hmm. of these playoff games, <laughs> key regular season games. There was a long time. Like Tom Brady, <laughs> if he was your villain over the years – has he not become more of a, he hey, inst- you know what? I kind of like this guy now that he's became with Tampa.
1: more likable when he left Bill Belichick yeah. and and the Pats. And part of it was all the winning. But he's one for one in Tampa, and it does feel different. You're right. Look, we're going to take some more of these. Nobody's doing better than I hate his fat, dirty guts that Keisha did along the way. <laughs> let's give it a shot anyway. Let's try uh, Ventura this time at JC. Good luck, JC, following that one. Well... <sighs> Somebody who would just want to kick in the face every time you see him? And that was Bill Lambier. Oh, that's a good answer, actually. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, JC, you did a pretty good job with the kick in the Look, I'm not advocating calling people ugly or violence against them, but Lambier, Al, that is a great answer because not only was he really good, not only was he on a really good team, but he was a master of cheap shots. He was a master of getting your best player on yeah. tilt. Yeah. Lim Beer is a great answer. You know,
2: I, I was thinking about this and I'm like, all right, so what are some other what are some other players that right out the gate, somebody in LA would say? I would think Barry Bonds comes up. I would think, you know, Kevin McHale a little bit, even though he's such a I, I'm a big fan of Kevin McHale. Like I, I I enjoy him personally, but just in those Laker or maybe it's Danny Ainge that would be the better one.
1: Ainge, Ainge is be- yeah, McHale, McHale's better. Mikhail's not one. bad by the way. Mikhail's definitely on the but list. But
2: Ainge is the one that is still even continued to today because he was you know obviously still representing the Celtics.
1: When well, he's got that look. Yeah, he's he, got he's, look. he's got the yeah. look like
2: that, that look is key. It, it it
1: it's that he he thinks that he's been done wrong by the universe. It's like dude, you're a major league baseball player. You're on the Boston Celtics. You run the Celtics. Like your life's been pretty good. Why do you have that look on your face? He has a he has a lookout. <laughs> get, yeah, get definitely. That. You should be smiling everywhere you go. <laughs> this Danny Ainge just had a good life. Let's get rid of the look. That, that is a good answer. Do we have I like feelings that.
3: about Jose Altuve or Alex Bregman in this in this category?
1: Should I don't you know I I don't like those guys. But, but at all, you know what? But yeah. it's a different it's a it's different totally thing. different
2: right. Like there's players you, know you didn't is? like. You you said Larry Bird. Yeah. Because you respected that this dude sure. can take you out any sure. single any given night. That's a different type of – that's a – that's more of – that's just sli- – it's a different category. Larry Bird was awful because he was going to beat you because he was awesome.
1: And he had a blonde mustache. Jose Altuve and Alex Bregman – they cheated to be yeah. you. It doesn't. It's, it's not. It's, a, hate, it's, it's a complete lack of respect. Yeah. It's a complete lack of acknowledging what they did do because it's illegitimate. It, it does. I don't hate them. I, well, let me rephrase. I do hate what they did, and I hate that they didn't apologize for it. But I, I can easily dismiss them as the cheaters that they are.
2: That, that doesn't stick with me the way that Larry Bird doing his work did. I'm trying to think if there's any, you know, naturally I would think, oh, okay, you know, I, I might have somebody from the Clippers. The only Clipper I could think of at the time couldn't stand Chris Paul.
1: Yeah, I still don't love Chris Paul. <laughs> I, he's, he's another one of those guys that but just can't much better now
2: with him in phoenix than when he was it's the clippers, about Clippers for me, for me.
1: It hasn't, I, i've never been a, look if he puts on the laker uniform mm-hmm. i would have been okay with it but the rest of it i just i can't get with him i, I i'm i'm team rajon rondo in this one i get it <laughs> when that thing went down let's try one more here uh downey we do well in downey Slee, we get a lot of calls from Downey. jason you're on with travis and Slee. what's up so,
4: so speaking of former clippers pat beverly man he has that pest-like mentality where he thinks he's doing something, but he's not. I mean, our, our own Russell Westbrook said it best. Pat Bev
2: just tricked y'all, which is true. And I couldn't stop laughing when he got
3: traded, not once, but twice, especially after hearing that story that he literally jumped on a table in a very nice restaurant in Las Vegas when the news of Kawhi and PG signing and he was yelling, I just won the bleeping championship.
4: Well, Looks like he's not. He went from playing six
2: That's a good one. in the Western Conference
4: Finals to playing to playing in Exodus. That is the Minnesota Timberwolves.
1: Have a great day, gentlemen. Appreciate Thank it, man. You, Jason. Thanks for calling you in. You have discovered, Al? Yeah. Our listeners have a lot of pent-up frustration yeah, they're, they're, about some this things. This is a the topic they like. We've gotten to, he's, he's a dirty, fat guy. They cheated. We've talked about, I want to kick him in the face. And then we have uh, the caller right there from Downey Jason talking about how, you know, well, now he's got to go play in exile for the rest of his
2: career. This is great. But is there not something, there's two different forms of somebody that annoys you. Somebody who's really good. I still am going to have that respect for that player. There's something about Pat Bev. He ain't that good. You know what I mean? Like a guy. Well, he's certainly not in the Larry Bird, Paul Pierce conversation. But he's not in any of these conversations. He was not good enough to to be hated that much. Like we talked about him more than we should have talked about him. He always kind of found found a way to put himself in the middle of everything. That's also a different type of thing where yeah, I agree. it's a player that's An not the most talented. He's just annoying. Yeah.
1: They, he, you were never afraid Patrick Beverly was going to beat you. No. You were afraid Larry Bird was going to beat you. Paul Pierce was going to beat you. Uh, even Bill Lambeer. Bill, Bill Lambert, for all of his pointed elbows at people's heads, was a really good NBA player who was a part of the championship team. Like He was a dangerous player. It wasn't just that you wanted to, as the listener said, you know, punch him in the head.
2: Uh, John in Huntington Beach says, uh, my sports villain is the idiot at the gym that does his reps in front of the dumbbell rack, preventing anyone from getting any dumbbells until he's done. (laughs) Sure. Now now we're going outside of the sports realm. Now it's just idiots whatever it takes
1: Who, who's <laughs> annoying you in the universe 877-710-ESPN what bothers you as a human being on earth in the year 2021 we're taking your we, calls. therapist <laughs> yeah. no I'm see unlike a therapist I'm going to encourage the hate I'm going to encourage the frustration the uh, I wouldn't know what's going on in the gym I'll take John's word for it I, I, I stay away like I can hopefully the Dodgers stay out of the wild card sleeve because that's absolutely something that they need to avoid Travis and Sleeve is brought to you by progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Let's talk a little bit about why that wild card is so terrifying. About why the Dodgers might need to win ten or eleven of their final twelve games to get into it.
2: Plus, we got a Laker conversation as well. Shaq was on with, on first take uh, with Stephen A. Smith, and, and we'll make sure to bring that, that up as well. Stay right here. This is the Travis and Sleeve Show on seven hundred and ten ESPN.
0: must be 21 plus and present in select states gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER terms and conditions apply see app for details
1: so people have sports villains out they have guys that they uh, do not like how about this one every Yankee ever (laughs) that's pretty good we got a huge Jeter guy I but I don't hate Derek Jeter I just I just don't hold him in high esteem the way that everybody else does I just Derek Jeter and me Derek Jeter and Craig Biggio to me are the same dude really good players Really? Yeah. Yeah. Really good players. I don't get it. Hall of Famers. I don't understand and that's it. I just, I just don't get this mythology with him that I get with other guys. It's just it's a
2: personal thing. I don't dislike Derek Jeter. I just it's don't a personal have thing because I don't understand that. that. That's the equivalent. If I try to give a comp here, it's almost like saying – I don't know. I, I don't know the comp. I'd have to really think about it. The,
1: the, the reason I say it, and I picked, Derek, I picked Craig Biggio on purpose, if you just flip those two guys, that Derek Jeter goes to Houston and Craig Biggio goes to the New York Yankees, I think, I think everything kind of breaks exactly the same. I think Craig Biggio is in the Hall of Fame, and he's revered like he walks on water. And I think Derek Jeter's a really, really good player that played on some decent teams. Damn, I couldn't yeah. disagree with that more. What did Derek Jeter do great? <clears throat>
2: Derek Jeter just won. That's simple.
1: So then, why doesn't Bernie Williams get talked about like that? He won just as much. Why didn't Paul O'Neill get credit like that?
2: Why doesn't Jorge Posada get treated like that? You see what I mean? But is there not a different level between Derek Jeter and some of these other players? I, I no, he's a better player than they are. But, but that's why they're not. But it's not night and day. And it also comes with it. Isn't the position? Why doesn't somebody who plays shortstop compared to somebody who's a got quarterback who gets an incredible amount hey, of love? I wouldn't
1: argue because I, I I know he's really good. I'm not arguing that he wasn't good. But yeah. he gets elevated. It's mostly because he wore a Yankee uniform. Is my point that because he was, if he if he did exactly what he did. For the Minnesota Twins, we're not talking about him like this. Yeah, but
2: you could say that about a lot of Laker players. You could say that about a lot of Cowboy players. But I like the Lakers. 49er players, Dodger players. You could say that about them. You can't discredit it because of the franchise. All right, I know we got a lot of calls
1: here. Every USC player ever, that's from James. Spinrate has Manny Ramirez on there. And then Joseph the Merciful says, my Jared Goff is his new favorite impression. (laughs) Thank you, Joseph. Appreciate the love try to make sure that I makes it in for
2: you the it best impression is morale's doing you that's the best best <laughs> that's impression not
1: bad along the way lebron james
2: okay so i want to i want to get a chance to there was carmelo anthony was talking about lebron as a general manager uh-huh. right and the the conversation came up is as simple as this that carmelo talked about how he is more like a general manager, a GM, somebody that makes a lot of calls, that focuses on different, uh, different. Per- I guess you could say, from a personnel perspective. And I only bring that up because you know we kind of look at today's world of sports, kind of look at the way certain franchises are put together. You look at the way a guy like LeBron James has so much power – in the NBA, when he's on the court, but also the type of power that he has off the court, that's kind of today's sports, isn't it? Like, you, yeah, you, you can't allow if you're not one of the top five players, you shouldn't have the keys. And I think that does happen to franchise, and it becomes a demise to some of these franchises. You to pick the right guy. Got to pick the right guy. Yeah, but Carmelo saying that he's basically a general manager. In a sense, Trav, is that a surprise? Or a I don't think that's a surprise. Or a yeah, he is a basically is a general manager.
1: No, he he's the de facto general manager, or at least co-general manager with Rob Palenka. And look, this is modern sports, like you said. If you're going to have a transcendent player, especially in the NBA, in baseball it's a little different, in football it's a little different, and. But, you know, even in football, we've seen Tom Brady go to Tampa and, you know, I want Antonio Brown, he gets Antonio Brown. I want Rob Gronkowski, I get Rob Gronkowski. So it, it happens in other sports. But in basketball in particular, if you're a really shrewd owner, if you're a very shrewd general manager or president of basketball operations or whatever title you might have, yeah, I, I want that guy because if I can get him on my side and we can collaborate to do this together, everybody's better off. The the days of, okay, You're on my team. I'm going to pay you X amount of dollars. Just go play and I'll put the pieces around you. Those are gone, man. Where it gets dicey is what you said, that – If you pick the wrong guy, if you say, okay, who do you think? And you just start loading up the team with the guys that he thinks and he doesn't know what he's doing from a general manager's perspective or he's sucking up too much of the money, then you got a real problem. But LeBron certainly isn't
2: I'm going to read this quote. Carmelo on Million Dollars Worth of Game podcast. I think that's the same, your podcast as well, right? The Million Dollars. (laughs) Um, You ain't going to say nothing. I already knew what time it is when you hit me direct, the GM. The GM ain't hit me, he hit me. He was like, yo, champ, the time is now, and you felt it, I felt it. He's basically talking about how LeBron could give him a call and convince him, hey, come play here. You know you know who else is doing something similar? This is why I, I kind of find this season so fascinating. Um, KD you can give the keys to, mm-hmm. right? I think so. He's got his own thing going in Brooklyn. Kyrie's there with him. James Harden came over as well. All those veterans came with him. Um, obviously what the Lakers are doing – I can't really think of too many NBA players where you could hand the keys to. Giannis, they did it in Milwaukee. Uh-huh. This is yours. Yeah, You know, in a weird way, and I know that team was already assembled, but Chris Paul kind of has the keys with the Phoenix Suns simply because, okay, you know what? This guy can take us to where we've never been before or we got to the NBA Finals, something along those lines. They just gave him an extension. To, it's gonna He's going to be playing until he's 61, okay? <laughs> There's a few players you can give the keys to. Um, in this case... You know, when you hear Carmelo Anthony kind of state it that way, yeah, th- th- that's a player that single-handedly changed the Lakers franchise. Once you handed him the keys, I, I think
1: you need to, to use it as an example. I think LeBron is the ultimate good example. I think Kevin Durant is another very good example. There's honest, bad. There's it, bad examples. Well, I was just gonna say, oh, go through a long, let, long list of them. Imagine if you did it with Kyrie Irving. It's, a, it's it's a disaster because a you don't know if he's gonna show up and play on any given night. You don't know if he's going to alienate everyone else. You can do it with Kyrie, but he's
2: not the he's not the keys. Kyrie is no. He's
1: he's a guy that another player says bring him in. He's not the guy
2: that calls the shot. Kevin Durant is the main key. Kevin Kevin Durant's key can get you into the gate to go park. It can get you inside the house and also the mail key as well. What is he the janitor? You he got one of those rings that's got like thirteen keys on it? Kyrie can only get Kyrie gets one key, and it's that key can change it. The combination can change it at any time. That's how. <laughs> that's how Kyrie. By, the, it out of the, by the way, here's a good example. Yesterday, there was a report that came out about John Wall <laughs> about potentially that's a good example about potentially um, you know not coming i think he'll report to camp but he won't play for the rockets he's due 91 million dollars over the next two years that's a way of saying we gave the keys to the wrong person.
1: okay is that is that a key situation or is that a general manager somewhere because look where where is he now is he in houston still he's in houston okay but yeah. Yeah. The, the, the general manager i don't even know who the general manager in houston mm-hmm. is at this point but it was the guy for the Wizards that gave him all the money initially, right? Yeah. That's the mistake. Other guys are taking him now more as a as a chip to move to clear space and all of these
2: other things. That And I don't ever felt like John Wall had the keys to the castle. It was just he made a lot of money. I felt like he had an incredible amount of power with the Wizards. Not in Houston. Now it's kind of like, okay, he had his injury and everything else. But there are um, – yeah, there are certain – you're right, there are poor decisions – uh, and that's just an example. Let's take some of these calls. People are angry. They're still carrying around a lot of sports frustrations over the years. <laughs> Let's try Paul in
1: Los Angeles. Paul, you're on with Travis Lee. What's going on?
4: Hey, how you guys doing? I uh, enjoy the show. Uh, love the extra hour during the morning. Thanks, um, Paul. I have two. Uh, I used to hate John Rocker coming to Dodger Stadium in the 90s when he played for the Braves. Yeah. And Reggie Miller I just absolutely hated when he came to play the Lakers. Those are my two.
1: Yeah, thanks, Paul. Reggie Miller's a good one because he was so good, and he was so scary. I never hated Reggie. And he had the – well, Reggie – I didn't either, but I I can see where people would. Like, Mm -hmm. I can see where Knicks fans would like to, you know, ring Reggie Miller's neck. Because he would go in there and drop a bunch of threes and then make the choke sign at Spike Lee, and- but that—that's
2: what I loved more. Yeah, I, that's why I think I what liked. If he was
1: doing that I, to the Lakers, though. You probably feel a little
2: different. It's a problem. <laughs> yeah. but that's why I liked Reggie. I liked it because he'd go into the Madison Square Garden yeah. because he would tell Spike Lee sit your you know what down. Actually, that was <laughs> Scottie Pippen that told Spike Lee to sit down. I liked it because you had Spike Lee. Spike Lee can be a villain in this too. Yeah. You know, when you kind of think about it, guys that. Uh, are nuisance annoy. spike lee would get up as if he was like he had 17 points in the third quarter that's how spike lee represented himself on the bench as if he ha- he was working on a triple double
1: <laughs> well he's an important part of their team he made more shots than john Starks. spike did lee single-handedly
2: lost them series because he wouldn't stop running his mouth all
1: right let's try one more here let's go to santa clarita and sam sam you're on with travis and Slee. what's up
4: hey travis and Slee. uh can you guys hear me all right, great. Uh, glad, I, I love your guys' show. Thanks for letting me get through my work day. Um, Appreciate it, man. So I'm, so I'm a Cowboys fan, and the one guy that has caused me the most heartache since 96, the year I was born, is Aaron freaking Rodgers.
2: Hmm. Yeah, I, by, by the way, um, success, right? Somebody it's who's common, just a baller. Uh, somebody su- who's good. Two things, success in, or dirty or both. Okay. <laughs> Those how, are the three elements. How about this with Aaron Rodgers? I like Aaron Rodgers much more today than I did – before he went and did that presser where he demolished. You like him it. more now? Yeah. Oh, really? No question about it. Oh, I've it. done a 180 in the opposite direction. When he came out and told the front office, yeah. when he did, did the interview and basically yeah. said, he was talking like a general manager. He was. You can get somebody that, you know, we use this as an example, somebody you can gain respect for by doing certain things for me, Aaron Rodgers, 100, 100% did that.
1: Look, he, Aaron Rodgers is really bright. Aaron Rodgers is a great quarterback. I, I, and you're right. He's, he knew what he was talking about. It wasn't that he was talking out of his ear and just
2: making stuff up as he goes along. They had gone but, to
1: the <clears> NFC <throat> Championship has nothing to do with this play two years
2: in a row it has nothing to do with and his play. and you're telling me that organization wants to find no, a way to what, wash their hands terrible of Aaron Rodgers I'm, I'm, I'm in the Aaron Rodgers 100
1: I I am too I'm in Aaron Rodgers campus he was right on this particular issue but dude come on the quarterback is the most important piece of your team the quarterback is the leader of the team and they looked really good last night and maybe it'll all work out for them but I went from he's right to okay enough you've made your point you've dragged everybody through hell in this deal i kind of i kind of went the other way on him he's he's great everything you said is right but i don't i, I don't need my quarterback the face of my franchise to be the guy that's doing something
2: like that let's do more of these uh at 11 40 mm-hmm. we could do uh more of these what time is it uh, it's eleven 25 11 45 11 40 1140, we'll take more of these calls so if you're on hold right now stick around with us worst sports villain that you have in mind Eight seven 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 ten ESPN
1: They're coming around. They're understanding that I'm, I'm on to something with Derek Jeter here. You ready? Here it is. This is from Jake. Amen, Trav. Jeter isn't a top 50 player of all time, yet he's talked about as if he's in the GOAT discussion. Exactly. Jeter is a Hall of Famer, deservedly so, phenomenal career. But you would have thought that he was some combination of Mickey Mantle, Mike Trout, Willie
2: Mays, and Shohei Otani.
1: Just calm down. He's great. That's, that's good enough. We don't have to talk about He's the captain. Yeah, so are a lot of other guys.
2: Stop. Michael said, uh, as far as keys go, yeah, Steph Curry. Great answer. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a great uh, – yeah. It's got to be nice to know. That's a th- – and that's one that you're so comfortable with that individual having the keys to your franchise. You know he's going to be unselfish. You know he wants to do what's best, best interest of the team. That's a great one to say, here are the keys. You can –
1: just like LeBron, you can go to sleep at night knowing they're not going to do something crazy, knowing mm-hmm. that they're not going to exercise a. Personal they want to do agenda, what's in the
2: best interest of the team, period.
1: Which in turn is in their best interest. It's it's okay to be selfish. Like there there's the Jerry West, uh, not Jerry West, Jerry Rice. Like throw me the ball. Well, we need, I'm the best answer to the problem.
2: Yeah, but that's not I'm always the best guy. When you say it's <clears throat> knowing that it's in their best interest as well, that's not necessarily true, right? Like I, there are a lot of players that care about their individual performances. No, no, no. I, I'm saying for those guys in particular. No question about yeah, it. Yeah, it's it's in their best a interest bigger picture, because it's picture, smarter.
1: best interest. Yeah. The question, of course, going all the way back to Bunch of Funch, was who is the sports figure that you love to hate? Your favorite sports villain. We've gotten a lot of good ones. Let's try another one. Let's go to Studio City and Robin. Robin, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up, Robin? Hey,
4: guys. Thanks for having me. Just have to say I'm um, thank God for live streaming. Because I'm on a mountaintop in Sonoma, wow. uh, hiking where I live half the time, and I can listen to you guys from anywhere.
1: Robin, pick me so up a couple cool, of bottles please. of Pinot, please. Oh, absolutely, Pinot Noir, not, not the Pinot Noir, Please. <laughs>
4: <laughs> so I was going to say James Harden, but I want to say somebody who I hated forever and love now, and that's Dwight Howard. It's a good answer. He well, was a was always great answer. yeah, it's a really you know, good answer. mean, obnoxious, uh, annoying. Uh, when the Lakers picked him up the first time, I thought it's the worst thing any basketball team ever did. And when they brought him back, he was so good contributing. And, you know, he's mean in the paint with that big, charming smile that makes guys, you know, think twice, getting under his wings again in there. And uh, happy to have him. Love that guy now. Yeah, Robin. Call, Robin. it, I know. Yeah. Thank you,
2: Robin. That's Dwight's a fascinating answer. That dude's doing it right. He's out straight up on a hike in Wine Country. Probably already had a glass of wine. Why not? He better have. Him. He's, He's doing got to it listen wrong. to you retweets about Derek Jeter because <laughs> it supports your argument.
1: Well, I mean, nobody told me I was wrong. So <laughs> therefore, look, we can all agree that Twitter is the the most <laughs> insightful, nuanced bastion of opinions uh, on, on the internet. But no, Dwight Howard's a, is a great That's a good one, one because. Before Dwight Howard came to L.A. the first time, I was ah, this guy. I know he's a good player, but, dude, I mean, it's it's about the dancing. It's about the 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 Superman capes. It's about all of this thing, and yet you still can't make a shot from more than three feet away from the hoop. Let's work on our game. And he was exactly
2: that guy when he came. You don't even have to go too much further. Let me play this out. Rondo. Rondo is also one of those players yep. that easy to not like when he's not on your team, got under your skin. Then when he's on your team, it's like, you got to have this guy. The
1: difference between Be those guy. two guys, though, Al, is – Rondo is still Rondo, only he's wearing the teams the the uniform of the team that I like right now. Dwight had a transformation. Yeah, he Dw- did. Dw- Dwight was almost out of the league. Dwight mm-hmm. went from LA, I think, to Houston. He was in Charlotte. He was in Atlanta. He was in Washington. He he was on his way to being spit out the bottom of the mm-hmm. league. And that, that's it. That's but, the that's the end of the Dwight Howard story. The Lakers gave him a shot two years ago. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those where Dwight came in and said, "I this is not about me. This is about me supporting LeBron James and supporting Anthony Davis. And he was brilliant. And by the way, he did it in Philadelphia. And now he's bringing it back this time. Dwight has become a different sort of player. He's still goofy. He's
2: still doing some weird stuff. But Dwight, Dwight did a 180. I'm going to give you an example. I don't know if he did a 180 or he just realized and understood that where he was in his career. He's not – I don't have the juice I used to have. I can't tell a franchise pay me X amount of dollars. I can't tell a franchise I want the ball X amount of times per game. He lost his juice. If you lose your juice you want to stay in the league, you have to adjust. Why did that? Travis Lee is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Let's try
1: another one here. Let's try Oh, Jesse in Silmar. Jesse, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up?
4: Hey
1: guys, can you hear me, Travis
4: Slee? Yes, sir. You know, first off, me and my brother are outside sales reps, so you guys make our selling much, much, much easier throughout the day. So thank you.
2: Appreciate it, Jesse. Thank you. What, what Do you have a villain for us, somebody that you love to hate?
4: I do. Actually, I have three. Well, one for the Lakers is J.J. Barea. I hated J.J. Um, awesome. We're Raider fans, so it's Christian Okoye. Okay. He'd always kill us. And then, uh, you know what? I'm a Padre fan, not a Dodgers fan, but I got Dodger coworkers, and they say Benito Santiago
1: back in the day. So that that's kind of going back a little bit. Benito Santiago would get some big hits, had the big arm, could throw like crazy. You know who the guy that's just a random like if you're a, an old school Dodger fan, okay? If you can go back to the 90s and remember this. You know who hit like 6000 against the Dodgers and especially in big games? Who's that? Paul O'Neill. Paul O'Neill when he was a member of the Cincinnati Reds, I'm not kidding you. He, if Paul O'Neill was coming up to bat, he's hitting a double or a home run. It's going. It's 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 as much of a sure thing as UCLA losing after a big game. Paul O'Neill was going to do work. So maybe I'm forgetting Benito Santiago, but there's always those random guys that you knew were going to jam up your team in the big moment. I
2: was here. This is just a random one too. You know, I said J.J. Barea. Uh huh. This is one when we're doing the Lakers broadcast or listening to John and Michael when they're doing the broadcast. Ricky Rubio, I don't think has ever missed a shot against the Lakers. <laughs> That's so true. He, I don't think he has. I, yeah. I don't know. Back when you were doing, you know, pre and post. I don't in know half. if you understood that um, he was Ray Allen from the three-point line against the Lakers. It's so weird. I guess that goes back to that matchups thing, right? That there
1: are just some teams where I don't know if he sees really well in Staples Center or whatever it is, but you're right. There are some guys that just have it in for your team that otherwise never sense. are just kind of guys, right? Yeah. you know, Paul O'Neill is a good player, Ricky Rubio is a good player, but they're not MVP candidates. Mm-hmm. They're not guys that are going to make ten All Star teams. No, but against your team, they're Mickey Mantle and Steph Curry. <laughs> they they just they don't miss.
2: I, uh, I I I play that off only because that happens all the time. You got that one guy, Ricky Rubio is that guy against the Lakers. Yeah, all right. Fact or Cap
1: is coming up next. We got some good ones today. That's straight ahead. It's Travis and Slee, seven ten
0: ESPN.
1: Here's another one, Slee, about the uh, sports villains that we've been talking about all day. John says the Kobe Shaq Lakers villain was Mike Bibby. That dude was the worst because he was a sniper against him. He was another
2: one that made big shots. You know who else didn't miss a shot if you want to stay in that series? Bobby Jackson wouldn't miss a oh shot. Oh, gosh, yeah. From where, Just uh, would Minnesota. kill the Lakers. He was fantastic. You know who eventually ended up being uh, one of my favorite players from that Sacramento Kings team? Pedro Stojakovic. Shot six feet to the right in an overtime game in Game Seven. I went and got a jersey that same night. I said, "That's my guy." The Lakers should, I should, should say, the Dodgers should have signed him. You see the movement on that shot?
1: Like if you get Clayton Kershaw would kill to have Can't that get kind that of action. You cannot <laughs> on, have that type slider of slider along the way. No, that's just the way that those things uh, go. He was he was terrible in those big moments, and of course there was Chris Weber too, right? The Chris Weber, Chris Weber might have had the might have had one of the most bizarre careers that was. Equal parts awesome. Yeah. And yet, really had some big holes in there that makes you go,
2: yeah. But. And will be remembered for a timeout. A timeout. Call. Yep.
1: And the, look, I don't want to, it's been a long time mm-hmm. not to bring this up again, but have you ever seen a quote unquote great player get the ball out of his hands faster in a big moment?
2: Yeah, I probably have, but he's he's a quick trigger. Get the ball out of my hands. And, and look, we've all been to basketball camps, mm-hmm. right? We all played and on basketball And I think that's why teams. that dude is saying Mike Bibby, because yeah. Bibby was okay with taking that shot. Well, job.
1: what's the first thing they do when, when they teach you at basketball camp when they get the ball? What's the, what's the very first thing you're supposed to do? Dribble. Look at the basket. Oh, See what's – right? Take a look at the basket. Yeah. See what's out there. Mm-hmm. Okay, get in that what, the triple threat position. Shoot, pass, drive, right? Mm-hmm. It's not catch it, give it to the next guy. Hey, got you take it. That's what it always felt like with him,
2: unless it was a game against the Minnesota Timberwolves on a Tuesday. Rasheed Wallace was pretty annoying back in the day. I don't know if the Spurs had really that annoying of players. They weren't annoying. They weren't villains. They were just guys that were incredibly good at what they did. All right, Travis Lee is
1: brought to you by Progressive, and all guests appear via the Good Year hotline. Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together, so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Let's do a little fact or cap.
3: All right, up first, you would see a football game at a movie theater. Uh, This comes about because AMC is saying they're going to show some uh, out-of-network games uh, at movie theaters. So, Travis, is this fact or cap?
1: Cap, I, I, I'm I going to watch football in one of three places, and a movie theater is not one of them. I'm going to watch it at home. I'm going to watch it in a stadium, or I'm going to watch it in a sports bar with a bunch of people eating, drinking, and having a good time, and go over there and play a little – you know, tabletop, uh, shuffleboard, a little darts, a little pool, something to distract myself while the the Jacksonville game is going on in that moment. I don't need to go to a movie theater to watch a football game. Big screen, whatever. TVs are in my
2: house are pretty good right now. I don't need it. So I'm going to go fact. Trav, this is interesting. I, you know, I've never watched a sporting event at a movie theater. The fact that you can have 100 people packed in there, watching on one screen, mm-hmm. there's no distractions – That's kind of cool. And I'm not saying that I got to do it all the time, but I'm going to go once. I want to try it once and see what that experience is like because now you can kind of start taking it to another level. What if instead of serving soft drinks, now they're serving you a beer? Mm Mm-hmm. What if instead of them serving you popcorn, now they're serving you some wings? Like, there's a way you can do this Talk to where a little bit. Th- there's a way I think you could do this to where it at least is worth one shot. Give it a try and then decide from it there. Feels if you want like
1: it feels like 1961 where I'm going to watch Ali and uh, Ken Norton box, and yeah, the only way to do it was in closed circuit. We had to go to the movie theater. I feel like there are better options. Off- My house is the second. Let me best give you. Option. Let me give you an
2: example. I'm not saying you got to go to a drive-through every day, day. Uh-huh. or a yeah, drive-through or a drive-in movie theater, right? Yeah,
1: no, I'm not doing that either.
2: But every once in a while, it's different. It's unique. This is this is a unique idea. Maybe it doesn't catch on at all. I'm going once. I'll go once. I'll try it out. Last time I was at a
1: drive-in movie theater, the Towering Inferno featuring uh, O.J. Simpson, and it was 1976, something like that. That's good. It's no, that's good. good.
3: Okay. Uh, up next, you guys both have wedding plans soon, yeah. so. Yeah. Dancing is required at a wedding. Alan, is his Factor Cap.
2: So I'm going to a wedding this Saturday. You're going to a wedding on Friday. Friday. Yeah. Okay. Love weddings. Um, so the question is, is dancing required? I'm going to go fact on this one. You got to get up on the dance floor. You know, listen, there are plenty of times where I want to sit back and I want to be incredibly boring. And that's just that's just me. But when you're at I, – I, I'm not a big wedding guy, and for some reason – I don't know why this happened on Monday. You and I were talking about having to go to a wedding, uh-huh. and something just clicked for you. Yeah. Something just changed for you. What's your deal with weddings? I love weddings. A, a, but you don't they, take me as a guy that would love well, when a I said public I event love
1: weddings, like this. The, the look on your face and Taylor was on the board yesterday. Yeah. Both of you guys looked at me like, what? The hell are you, you talking about? You love weddings? The answer to your question, Emily, is it's a fact. you got to dance at a wedding. I, I am – comfortable in saying i'm the world's worst dancer i get after it at a wedding i really really like it. The,
2: is there anything more fun than a wedding because here, okay here, here are, are, are you when you say you're the world's worst dancer yeah. and that you get after yeah. it you liquored up i'm not assuming always. not so always you're sober
1: no, 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 and you that's, have that's no
2: problem switch. getting up on a <laughs> dance floor knowing that you're not exactly uh usher when you're out there no,
1: <laughs> no i i'm not any of those things um look everybody's in a good mood at a wedding, right? It's a wedding. You're celebrating love. You're celebrating the start of somebody's life together. There's food, there's drinks, there's music there are all the things that put you in a good mood naturally uh the wedding that i'm going to this weekend it's my cousin nick's wedding i'm excited to see him i don't see him very often i'm excited to see all my extended family i don't get to see very often i love a wedding i dare, there's cake at the end can you do Who me doesn't favor? Like a favor can
2: you do me a favor when you're dancing this weekend uh, Video. somebody just take a little video just
1: no, that, a little video a little video for my throw
2: it up on tiktok and uh, we'll go from there so with
1: that in mind i played in a Using the term exceptionally loosely, a celebrity basketball game at one point. It's at Anaheim High School against the Harlem Globetrotters because there was a Harlem Globetrotter that was yeah. there from
2: hundred years ago. No, you had a triple it's, double. You locked him up. I
1: changed in out of my T-shirt and into my basketball jersey at one point, and somebody snapped a picture of that moment. It, it, my shirt couldn't have been off for eight seconds. It still lives on the internet so i do not need a video of me dancing living on the you internet you can
2: call happen. somebody on the internet and they will take it off there's there's a number <laughs> the you can call protocol people there's a customer support service on the internet
3: also what's the uh, song they get to dance in it doesn't matter any I, song He's, really uh
2: matter. sade and jodeci <laughs> is that joe decky oh. also known as joe decky <laughs>
3: cool uh, brunch, <laughs> speaking of weddings,
2: yeah.
3: uh, brunch is the best hangover cure. Travis, is that factor cap?
1: It's cap. It's a good one, but it's not the best one. And here, it, it may be the best one for Emily or Funches or Slewa but it's not. For, th- this is a very personal choice that we all have our go-to. I had too much to drink the night before. This is going to make me feel a little better for me. It's not brunch. It's, it's, I need, it's very specific for me. Oil. I need bread. McDoubles from McDonald's. With a large fry and a Coke the size of a paint bucket, I I, I that's exactly it's the only thing that makes me feel a little bit better.
2: I I like spending my time in bed and basically telling myself what the hell did you do? Why'd you do this? You're an idiot. I like doing that. I, I do that for a solid two hours, uh, and then after that, Trav, then I just um, I I think you got to go burrito. Like you know you the also, way you just kind of described what yeah. you just did. Get a good breakfast burrito. Make sure it's a little oily. Let that thing come down. Hopefully the alcohol mixes in and you're off to the races by noon. McDonald's. McDonald's is the hangover cure every single time. It needs to happen.
1: The Rams got it right, and it was on full display there last night. Here we Bay. go. We won't stop. Uh, we're going to walk Two through it in, step
2: by step. We got we got Jared Goff uh, losing against the Green Bay Packers, uh-huh. and all of a sudden the Rams got it, wasn't it right. That he
1: lost. It's what at it Lambeau. Like. We'll get into all of that. I'll explain what Slee didn't see last night. It's Travis Slee, seven ten
2: ESPN.